I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this is the Always the Critic podcast where a couple of friends review the latest movies, except we literally have zero qualifications to do so. Jessica, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, Today, we uh, apparently are going to see if the hierarchy of the DC Universe, if it's going to be toppled the way (laughs) The Rock has been saying for the last seven years since this movie feels like it's been in production forever um and we're going to talk about black adam now before we get started in that uh let's go ahead and let you guys know if this is your first time listening go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app we're on apple Podcasts, we're on spotify google Podcasts, and many more and if you like us go ahead and give us a review on apple Podcasts and spotify five stars goes a long way for us Come and check us out on social media to stay up to date on our latest episodes and reviews. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at AlwaysCriticPod. And lastly, if you're a fan, please, please consider becoming a patron. It is such a great way for you to get involved and show your support and get extra content. You can check out the page on Patreon.com slash AlwaysCriticPod. And we do want to shout out and thank our patrons, Janet, Curtis, Robin, Bale, Cindy, and CD. Yes. Two new patrons. We have added more people. Yeah. Uh, to our Patreon list. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate you supporting us as we continue our endeavor here at Always the Critic. Uh so oh just so I can like properly get the quote, it's the hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. This is something that The Rock has been saying for the last 7 8 years. So uh Here's the thing about this movie. Well, let's let's first get the details out of it. Uh, so, Black Adam, uh, if you want to let us know, Jessica, what is this movie about? Sure. The IMDb synopsis reads, Nearly 5,000 years after he was bestowed with the almighty powers of the Egyptian gods and imprisoned just as quickly, Black Adam is freed from his earthly tomb, ready to unleash his unique form of justice on the modern world. So, the movie is directed by... Uh, I want to say it's Jaume Colette Sarah and it's I'm sorry your guess is as good as mine because I can't pronounce that name yeah so it is written by Adam Zetaikel I'm having a hard time with that one as well Rory Haynes and Sorab Nashirvani and it's based by the characters created by Bill Parker and Cece Beck the movie Mm -hmm. stars Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh Alongside him, we have a cast of characters. We got Aldous Hodge as Hawkman. We have Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. We have Noah Centineo as Adam Smasher. <laughs> uh, we have... Uh, I, I <laughs> got something to say about okay. Noah. Uh, we have uh, Sarah Sh- uh, Shahi as Adriana Tomas. We have Quintessa Swindell as Cyclone. Uh, we have Marwan Kinzari as Ishmael. Bodhi Sabung- Sabungui as Amon. Uh, we have Muhammad Amir as Kareem. And then we have James uh, Kusadi Moyer as Samir. Uh, so pretty eclectic cast. We got a, uh international cast there, mm-hmm. especially with the subject matter of where the movie kind of takes place. Even though it's fictional, uh, where it takes place is more, you know, like either Middle Eastern, Egyptian type of influence. Right. So uh, the movie itself did pretty well at the box office, $67 million domestically, $140 million worldwide. Apparently, 
this is the largest opening for a Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie. No kidding. His biggest opening. That is correct. Which is, it sounds wrong. But, it does. <laughs> yeah, it sounds wrong, but I think it's like with him as the lead. So mm. not him in a supporting role like in one of the Fast and Furious movies. So that's like one thing. Also, this is the largest DC opening when you don't include the the core four, like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Oh. Yeah, exactly. A lot of little caveats. It's like, oh, this is the biggest DC opening when you <laughs> don't count the real DC characters. Whoa, the real DC characters? I mean, I'm sorry, but like- <laughs> I get it. Harley Quinn got her own movie, but it didn't do well, like opening weekend or anything like that. And Suicide Squad didn't really hit either way. So now tell me if this was a hit with audiences and with critics, Jessica. Was it a hit? <laughs> no, the critic score is a 40%, but the audience score is a 90%. They love big, it. Big, big difference. The critics' consensus reads, Black Adam may end up pointing the way to an exciting future for DC films, but as a standalone experience, it's wildly, it's a wildly uneven letdown. So this is a movie, or this is an entire project that The Rock has been championing for years. Yeah. I, my question is, why? Oh. Why is The Rock... All the way back in 2007 was it announced that The Rock would be Black Adam. And this has been like... 2007? Yes. That's right. It was, it was announced back in 2007. I even have a uh, slash film has like a breakdown of like the entire timeline of from the oh. moment he was announced in 2007 uh, and going from there. Apparently, he loves the character, which is surprising because I don't I don't think I've ever met anyone who's <laughs> a Black Adam fan. And the fact that this has been going on for so long and that he's wanted to do this for so many years is just so surprising to me. It does feel a little weird. It really does. Now, I think a lot of people were excited and anxious and... Really looking forward to see The Rock in some type of superhero movie. I mean, he already has the build for it. And so people were excited to see. Now, with that said, how do you think this endeavor in a superhero movie for The Rock went? Um, not so good. Uh, yes, you and I are on the same page okay. there. Um, yeah, this movie kind of feels as though... It it obviously wants to hearken to a certain period of DC movies, and and by that I mean like some of the Snyder stuff. Yeah, definitely. a little bit. Um, I'm not I'm not trying to get into the whole Snyder discussion. <laughs> uh, so please, if you're listening, we're not really going to talk about Snyder. But what I will say is, it does hearken a little bit to that. Yeah, that's what I told you. Was that it felt? Well, I said like if. <laughs> I said something different. You said something different. I to think me. you. Uh, do you mean like in aesthetically, the movie is hearkening back to Snyder stuff? Yeah, there's okay. some aesthetic choices that feel along the lines of the way Snyder did Man of Steel, kind of. Yes. Not, so like the way 
Black Adam moves on screen with the CGI effects and everything kind of feels similar to the way uh, Superman and the other characters in Man of Steel felt when you saw them move around. Yeah. That's what I mean. It, that aesthetic is okay. what I mean. I said to you that it felt like Joss Whedon <laughs> Justice League <laughs> because the writing and the pacing and the overall vibe was just not good. It wasn't tonally in one place. And I think the storytelling was just very bad. And not bad, like they didn't tell a good story. Because the story itself is pretty cool. It's that they didn't do it in the right way. And the cheesiness factor was way high. I think the voiceover from the kid was horrendous. And lots of choices were made in that respect that made the storytelling just tank. Yeah, I was not a fan of a lot of things that they did in this movie. Um, the movie, so for those who don't know, Black Adam, the character, is basically an antagonist to Shazam. So mm. he's an anti-hero. So there are times like the way the movie portrays that he blurs the line of being a good guy, being a bad guy. He has similar powers as Shazam. We've already seen Shazam in this DC universe. That's the biggest thing for me was that they were invoking Shazam a lot because he evidently got his powers basically the same exact way. And that's not a spoiler, I don't think. Yeah. But I what I like where Shazam really shined and had a really light tone and had a really charismatic lead, you would think that The Rock as a superhero would be really charismatic and fun to watch. Not not at all. <laughs> that was a big disappointment for me because of the fact that when you think of The Rock, and especially in the last few years, you do think of like major, like big blockbuster type of films uh, where, you know, he's kind of having fun, but he turns on the charm. So like the Jumanji movies mm. are, you know, recent. If you talk about his comedy ventures with like Kevin Hart and stuff, you know, so... That's been his last few years. And then, you know, going in and out of uh, Fast and Furious and then his own spinoff from that. So I expected some of the charm, at least. Right, but, like, right. he's playing this, like, dead serious. Super straight. Super straight. And, and you know who else is, plays a superhero really straight in the same exact universe? Henry Cavill plays Superman pretty dead straight. <laughs> but it works. <laughs> I don't know why... Yeah. Watching uh, The Rock is so disappointing. I think it's because he he comes off in the movie as such a dour and like he's trying to put on the facade of a villain in the movie. Oh, I see. That's what it feels like. So mm. he's always serious. He's always like saying these lines about like, oh, I don't, I don't help anyone or, you know, I... When they say, you know, you're a hero, you're not supposed to kill people. And he's like, well, I do. You know, like all, all of it is kind of like serious and I'm a villain. I'm bad. But, you know, I have like a heart of gold because of a kid <laughs> type of thing. As opposed to someone like Cavill when he was playing Superman. Superman, he was playing it a little earnestly. Like he was mm -hmm. playing it as like I'm a, I'm a guy who was forced on these powers and 
I don't know what to do with mm -hmm. it. But he still wanted to help people. He wanted to save people. And eventually, Cavill becomes like that, you know, good natured Superman that a lot of people grew up with. And uh, they really tout as their Superman as like the good old, you know, always looking for the right thing to do type of thing. Mm -hmm. So, so that's why I feel like the two characters, even though they have like almost the same power sets. They're played so differently, and they both are carried with that seriousness. But it feels different when Cavill is doing it versus the also way the his Rock's story doing was it. just better told as well. Oh, for sure, for like, sure. Period. Oh yeah. So, I will say okay. that I, I really like Man of Steel. I think the third act is is a problem, and that's a problem with most of these uh, superhero movies is that. They turn into just a mess at the end. And that one really does turn into a mess. Like just all types of buildings being destroyed and all that. It Whatever. But bef just before that, that is a really good Superman movie. Mm -hmm. And just the reluctant hero and growing into becoming Superman. What is your purpose here? So really enjoy it. Here in Black Adam... You get nothing from Black Adam. Like, you get nothing from Dwayne no. in terms of internal struggle or fish out of water scenario because he's been, you know, out of commission for so long. And it's very frustrating to see him just acclimate immediately to 2022 and not have any issues. Like, a similar character in the MCU would be Cap because Cap was in, what, the ice for I don't know how many years and then he has all of these fish out of water scenarios and just old timey uh, thought process and values. And like Dwayne has no issues with anything. He just fits right in. And, and it's not even really fitting in. He's and, more yeah. like just like. There's no, there's nothing there. Like literally nothing to go off of. No, he's really playing it very straight, but very dry. And. The movie is trying to in inject some like comedy in it when they introduce the character of Aman, who is a a kid who obviously loves superheroes. This feels very similar to the Shazam storyline, where the adoptive brother is super into superheroes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you know, and it's the like mirrors, and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, mirror images of each other. Yeah. But I feel as though the humor just does not land here because the jokes are not funny, number one. And number very two. Very preachy. Yeah, very preachy. And number three, I would say that because The Rock is not giving back anything to make, not even to make situations funny. Um. It, it everything falls flat when they try to lighten the mood with a joke, which they don't do too often. But no, when they, they do, don't. it just does not land. So uh, let's quickly talk about uh, some of the surrounding characters here. Uh, we're introduced to I already spoke about him, Aman, a child who's obsessed with superheroes, kind of being like the guiding force for Black Adam now that he's here in current time. But we also have his mom, Adriana, who I guess is like an archaeologist or something like that, who they were looking for this crown. Let we'll get into not. like all that stuff. Okay. I don't think there's really enough 
for her to do in this movie. Like, she gets a couple moments where she gets to, you know, kind of preach her philosophy of, like, you know, our people have been oppressed. And there's an entire thing about superheroes and what they're really doing. And, you know, so there's a bit of a message there in the movie of how they view superheroes. Uh, And so, but it's still not really enough for her. No. No, it's not really enough. It's And it's she's very the one cliche. who's preaching the most. Oh, she is. She is. Uh, she gets a lot of little monologues throughout talking about how, you know, we've been oppressed, but we now have a savior, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they gave her a lot of soapboxes. Yeah, they did. They did. It was on every corner. Oh, they no, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Justice Society. So Yeah, so I don't know much about the Justice Society. I've not read any comic book. So mm-hmm. when they said Justice Society, I was like, they mean the Justice League? Ah, not quite. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh yeah, this is just like Explain another to team. Me, please. This is another another team. team. Yeah, this is another team. If you look at the at the team themselves, it's n- we're not talking about the most A list of the <laughs> DC superheroes. That's obvious. You know, we're talking about like some smaller no names, like people you would see like on <laughs> the CW like type of shows, like Star Girl. <laughs> Was a part of the Justice Society type of thing. But in this particular version, we have Hawkman played by Aldous Hodge. That man is so fine. Ah, there you go. Okay. Okay. Uh, (laughs) uh, We also have uh, Noah Centineo, Mr. Netflix himself. Problem. (laughs) If this was that show, that old show of like uh, Weakest Link or whatever. Yeah. You know how the lady, the host, would be like, "You are the weakest link." Slink. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. That's how so. I that's felt. Noah Centineo in this movie. About Noah Centineo, yeah. Uh, so he plays Adam Smasher. So it's, it's Ant Yeah, kind of in, I, in a way. I, uh, <laughs> and then we have uh, Quintessa Swindell as Sly- Cyclone. So kind of like Storm in a way. Uh, but a worse can, Storm. Like, yeah, it's only wind. That's it. It's only wind, and she's it's very balletic. Yes, the way they chose to portray her a lot of slow motion talent, a ton of slow motion, and I just don't really get. I don't get her gift. I guess. Like, I mean, she can blow things around really fast. Is the only thing I can think of. I if I had the power of wind, I would be fucking whipping up F five tornadoes yeah, left and right. Exactly. That was not the case. No, it was not for the case. her. Just like kind of like picking people up and kind of like just a little like off. yeah, <laughs> a little dust up, a little blustery day. That's it. And then the final member is Doctor Fate, played by Pierce Brosnan. Which this was hysterical to me. <laughs> like Pierce hysterical? Brosnan playing a superhero was like we've come full circle. We've come full like, circle, man. Yeah, yeah. He's got to get that paycheck, man. Get Bro, paid, Pierce Brosnan. Get paid. That 007 money is running low. Yeah. So Dr. <laughs> Fate is pretty much like a Doctor Strange, pretty much. Yes, I figured as much when he started pulling mirror dimensions throughout the movie. And yeah. I was like, ah, got it. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Doc Strange for yeah. DC. Um, And <laughs> you, <laughs> my joke was going to be when you said Aldous Hodges and you said fine man. I was immediately gonna say, speaking of fine men, Pierce. No, Prophet. no, no. <laughs> We've had this conversation. We've had this conversation. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, 
let's not even get into it. Don't, don't. Okay, That's a huge so, train, uh, train wreck. Train wreck and segue. <laughs> this movie is only two hours and four minutes. Yeah, that's and nice. And it somehow feels longer than that. It does. You're absolutely right. It does feel longer than two hours and four minutes. I don't know Just, how they do it. I don't know how. It, but I think I know probably the main cause it's is dragon. it drags like with a lot of just punch and beat them up type of stuff where it kind of gets repetitive the horse is before the cart yeah no behind the cart that's what i meant to say there you go <laughs> yeah behind the cart it is very draggy and again not fun not necessarily entertaining in a lot of places so yeah so there's a lot of things that i i wish this movie would have done better because i think those those characters are they can be creative but a lot of it was just very repetitive the the antagonistic nature between uh black adam and hawkman that's like the big driving force of the movie between those two and again the nature of if you're a hero do you kill people do you kind of just... heroes don't kill people yeah so that was a very big you know thesis of this movie yeah you know how far does a hero go to to stop whatever evil is being you know portrayed uh so overall not a great movie um not exactly memorable when it comes to the dc universe not gonna watch it again um now there is something that we'll talk about in spoilers uh that could deal with the future of DC. Yes. Mid credits. So, yeah. So, but before we get into spoilers, what did you give this movie as a grade? I gave it a C minus. That's exactly what I did. Oh, C minus. Nice. Yeah. yeah there so, C minus all the way around. Uh, so, let's go ahead and let's talk about spoilers for Black Adam right after this. The greatest trick. Houston, we have a problem. I am the father. I see dead people. The devil ever pulled. Pay no attention to that man was convincing the world you can't handle the truth he didn't exist oh what's in the box all right let's go ahead and talk spoilers for black adam let's talk about the big thing that happened in not in the movie but in the post credit scene the mid credit scene uh so before the movie even came out people were like ranting and raving oh my god the mid credit scene <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I kind of had a suspicion of what it was. I had no idea. And I was idea. right on my suspicion. Uh, so, Black Adam gets a little message, hologram message from Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis, which, man, keep getting those checks. Keep getting those checks. There was nothing wrong with Viola Davis appearing no. No, 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 no. in e each one of these shitty movies. No, no. She Get is the money. least problem. Out yeah. Get yeah. that money. That's not her issue. Have this pay for your woman kings and whatever you decide yes. to do later on. Exactly. Yeah. So she. Because woman know, king was excellent. Go watch woman king if you haven't already. Oh my God. Yes. The woman king is a fantastic movie. So she sends a message to Black Adam. Like, you know, we couldn't continue in a jail. He's but basically now, on house arrest in. Yeah. Your what's city. That? What is uh, that? Oh my Kandak? God. Kandak? Yes. Kandak. Yeah. They're under home. Uh, home arrest basically and Kandaki can't leave the country if you do we'll basically imprison you or try and kill you again yeah and he's like no one on earth can stop me and it's like well called in a favor 
of outside <laughs> of Earth. And so then all of a sudden he smashes the machine, but then somebody appears. And that one person is the one and only Henry Cavill as, as Superman. Superman. Dun, da, 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 da. Wrong. Wrong. No, Superman but still, track. I love that theme. Yeah, love it. Uh, so he basically says, you should not, you and I should talk. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry. I don't so mean the, to laugh, but. No, no. I, I was laughing in the theater because I had literally that week or so read headlines talking about Henry Cavill is set to like come back to the DC EU mm. and like, you know, come back to be Superman because there was all this hoopla yeah. about him not signing up for more films for him doing other projects and like not being Superman anymore. And people evidently seem to really like him as Superman. So to have him in the mid credit scene was like a big deal, especially since a few years prior, he was not in the mid credit scene for Shazam in which they also invoked a Superman and never showed his face. No, they didn't show his face. They just showed him from the neck down. Right. Um, In my, in my crowd, uh, there was a couple next to us, and the woman was clapping, like no. she was super excited. Oh, about Henry Cavill and Superman. I, it it is. Ex- I'm excited. People it, it are is exciting. People enjoy Henry Cavill's portrayal. He like is whatever Superman the writing, for a group of people. Yes, he is Superman for a group of people, and whatever sins the writing has done, or the red tape of DC. People rally behind Henry Cavill, period. They do. Like they didn't for what was it, Ben Affleck as no. Batman. Like they don't like they sometimes don't for um uh Wonder Woman. What's her face? Galgado. Galgado. Like it seems like Aquaman and Henry yeah. Cavill are they have a get out of jail free card. Like they have the full support of the fandom. Yeah, they do. Uh and I, I and that's difficult. Say, so I, I will say probably the Henry Cavill part is because since he was like the start of the Snyder verse again. Not Are you saying he's it. the Iron Man of the DC? Yeah, yes. because he's he is the first person who was part of that new DC lineup after Nolan finished his trilogy. Mm. He was the he was the new anchor of of the where DC was going. And so everything was kind of centered around him. Even the movie Justice League is centered around not him not being around until mm-hmm. he finally shows up in the movie. So, yeah, so there's a big important part that Superman plays. And, I mean, Superman as a character <laughs> just in general is just a big deal, you know? Uh, there are times where I kind of find him a little, like, a little bland only because it's tough to root for someone who almost has no weakness and then they have to make up like a rock I as a weakness you know it makes it love tough. christopher reeves yes like that christopher performance. reeves his performance is fantastic uh-huh. yeah being it's able to switch to back be. and forth yeah no that's next it's level yeah it's amazing but i don't also don't feel like he's been like henry cavill has been given the opportunity to switch back and forth between personas i would love to see a little more of his clark kent yeah now that he well i don't know where they're gonna like go with him but (laughs) right like if he is at the daily planet the day yeah the daily planet 
then I want to see him as like, you know, a reporter or whatever it is mm-hmm. that he's doing. Mm-hmm. I want to see him as Clark Kent a little bit more and then have to live that double life of like secret identity and be a hero. Uh, but that brings us to a point like what what are they going to do now? Are they actually going to set up a storyline where Black Adam, Superman, Shazam most likely are all co-mingling? That's what it kind of feels like they're kind of leaning towards. Mm-hmm. So DC must be thinking, hey, we're not going to get into the Snyderverse again. <laughs> But we're going to pick and choose the things that we want, that we liked, or that fare well enough for us to carry forward. Not everything's going to carry forward, but some things will. So, like, for example, <laughs> um, I don't know what the hell's going to happen with The Flash. Oh, that's a mess. That, that is, is a mess. I am surprised they have fire. not, like... Ezra Miller is oof. a problem. He's, He's a, a problem. menace. Good Lord. I don't know how he's still employed. Yeah, they haven't canceled that movie at all. Like, no, they've pushed it back. But like, they I, still they're like they're putting all their eggs in that basket. Because I, from what I've heard, it's like that's kind of like the reset that they're looking for. Because the Flash has properties where he can he could travel really fast, but fast enough where like time kind of changes. Mm-hmm. So, like, they can kind of reintroduce certain people, make certain things happen, kind of like their own multiverse type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of like their reset. Like, okay, we're leaving stuff behind. Not everything behind, but some stuff behind. They have to leave him behind. I don't know how you... <laughs> I don't know how you... I think what they should do is he'll run into a different, like, dimension or whatever, and it's a new Flash, and you can't get Ezra Miller back. You're done with that Flash. That's it. Yeah, exactly. He's done. done. So, yeah. I, so, speaking anyway, on Black Adam, let's let's go back. To let's the head back to the movie that we're actually supposed to be reviewing. Yeah. Did you have any parts that you actually liked? Um, I th- I'll go first. So go he gets woken up yeah. very conveniently, <laughs> and he starts wreaking havoc on all these mercenaries that are white. Mostly. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, there's a, there was like a Hispanic there's a couple. dude. There's a couple. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, these mercenaries are in this tomb, this ancient tomb. He's in there and he just starts, it's so much carnage. Carnage. And Crazy. I was really enjoying that. I was like, what's the rating on this? Did I miss a, an R rating when I thought this was PG-13? Yeah, they they did push it with the violence on they did. a lot of the And I admired things. that. I was very pleasantly surprised. I thought it was a good choice for them to go that route. <laughs> Truly, I was like, okay, okay, he's roasting them and we're literally seeing some face melting and it was good. Yeah, was I good. think a lot of the, a lot of the action is actually pretty well done. I um, mean, the CGI is poo-poo, but yeah, that's it, a different it story. Is, but uh one of the things I did like, so I did enjoy when they show Dr. Fate doing his stuff, like where oh, he you like, do. makes multiple versions of himself and, you know, little things like that. I did enjoy some of that. Um, I enjoyed his raven face mm. because he would see the future Yep, <laughs> and then be jolted back into the present and he would have that... <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted, I want someone to do the, like a super cut of him waking, like l- opening his eyes 
and then the ra- that's a Raven theme song comes on. <laughs> you could gaze into the future. Oh my god! <laughs> and Rem- it's just a bunch of Pierce Brosnan. Remind me to send you a video cut. that I saw uh, before on uh, something similar to that. Um, <laughs> okay. What I will say about the movie that I wasn't a big fan of is like the movie really does feel contained to one area and one area alone. Yeah, that felt Deadpool-y. Yeah, just like, hey. The, like, we didn't have budget to go everywhere else. Right, so and it's not even the- like they use the entire city. They just mm-hmm. use like the same like three blocks. I'm confused about the location of the city, like the country or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because it seemed to be on the coast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I'm like, okay, where, I mean, is it Saudi Arabia, like around there? Because they have a giant coastline or like what? Yeah, I, I could not make heads or tails of where it's supposed yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. But then again, the DC, uh, when it comes to DC, they always make up the names of their cities. Some of mm-hmm. them are really bad, like uh, <laughs> Central City. Or oh yeah, there's some on. really bad ones. There's some really bad ones. Uh, obviously, like Gotham and Metropolis are like well, Metropolis isn't really like made up. It's more like a <laughs> hey, this is a big city, so let's right yeah. Uh, and then Gotham, it's an old name for old giant name. city, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So yeah, but all the other ones are just made up bad names. Uh, I th- I would say that the central conflict between Black Adam and and Hawkman didn't really land for me because it just felt repetitive mm. in terms of like they're going over the same thing over. It's like over and over. You can't kill people. You can't, you can't kill, kill people. people. Well, I'm going to, you know, like and even at the end. And here's the thing, too. I think this is what also doesn't let that that conflict really sing is that I don't think the audience agrees with Hawkman. No. No, like no, no, Hawkman's no, 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 no. the dick here for saying you can't kill people when these are obviously bad guys. Yeah. And the movie makes a point of it by The Rock saying, by you letting these people live, they will continue to do what they're doing. Right. So I'm they're going gonna to hurt more it. people and inflict more damage on the people that you're trying to protect. So I don't understand why you're just letting them go. Yeah. And he's like, they deserve due process. And I'm like, who in this theater is going to side with Hawkman here? Like, truly. No one. No it's one. It's a losing position to put He's an out, idiot. You know, it sounds like he's an idiot. Yeah, he really does. He's yeah. naive. Yeah. In thinking, yes, we we have to go by the book type of thing. When he's dealing with Amanda Waller, Viola right. Davis's character. Viola who is Davis known, is not moral or ethical. Not at all. So. <laughs> It makes no sense that yeah. he has like a moral compass that is so strict that he is the wet blanket of like this movie. And we're talking about a movie where like Dwayne The Rock Johnson does not put on any charisma. So, yeah, the fact that he's the wet blanket speaks volumes <laughs> of his character. They did. They did. <laughs> I'll just I'll just a little dirty with that. I think the problem also of this movie is that not only is the storytelling kind of poo poo. But they're introducing a lot of characters that most audiences have not seen before. Mm-hmm. And it's a terrible introduction to each person. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Awful introduction to each player in this ensemble team up. Like any other movie, you have a really good setup. I feel like Ocean's Eleven is the blueprint 
for introducing a large ensemble cast and what they can do assembling a team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It didn't work. And this at wasn't all. even that big of a team. It wasn't even that big. It was like four it was people. Four people. To, to try to stop Black Adam. Like, I was like, why is this going so fast? I don't understand who these people are. I don't really care who these people are. What makes them so great? Right. And but, I just ripped apart like Cyclone's powers or how they portrayed her powers in this movie. Exactly. Dismal. Yeah. <laughs> and then Black Adam just kicks their asses pretty much the entire time. And then Noah Centineo's dra- weakest link <laughs> acting wise and team wise. And team wise, because he's like all over the place. He's all over the place. Doesn't know what to do. Doesn't know destroying what to do. relics in the city, left and right. A lot of carnage and damage. Apparently, he's a he's a nepo hero. A nepo hero because, because his uncle. Oh my god! But his uncle played by Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. <laughs> <laughs> what did I miss? Something was Henry Winkler a superhero at one point, or is that just a weird ass cameo? That's a weird ass cameo. Oh I my! I've never seen. Henry Winkler in any DC movie or anything. Is so. that supposed to be combating uh, uh, Douglas in the Ant-Man stuff? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Kind of like, Is that like the there's facsimile? the older figure who used to be Adam Crusher. <laughs> and now we have the younger apprentice. In this case, the <laughs> no, nephew. Centineo. Oh, yeah. Lord. Okay. Trying so. to learn on the job. It's just the, when I saw Henry Winkler, I was like, "Does Henry Winkler know what movie he's in?" Like, no, it makes no sense, no sense whatsoever. Yeah, it, it's it, it's not a very good movie. And then the movie <laughs> kind of gets us to a point where he's battling a version of himself, but it's like a demonic version, uh, which wasn't clear at no. all that the crown that they were going after this MacGuffin was. Gonna give the wearer the power of the six, what like six demons or something? Six demons, and then that was their champion. Yeah, because they also had a champion. Because of course they did. Because of course they do. They have to imbue one person with all their powers. Yeah, (laughs) uh, very just convenient and bizarre. And the only thing that I will give them is that they, like, when the villain and what what's his name. Uh, uh, Ishmael. Oh, Marwan, Ishmael. So I'm sorry, Marwan is the actor's name. So Ishmael, when he disables like this force field of Eternium, <laughs> we'll get into that in a second. Eternium. But he does that on purpose, and then obviously Black Adam kills him. And you're, I'm like, I'm sitting in the theater wondering why the hell would he do that, and it was on purpose. So I was like, right. okay, that. That because tracks. he knew he knew he needed that, to die right in order he needed to, live. to die and he knew that black adam couldn't really control his rage so he would end up killing him so here's my thing you're telling me that the expert archaeologist who was reading this ancient kazakh language fluently like she could just translate it into english super easily did not know that that crown was written upside down but she read it backwards <laughs> she, apparently. She read, yeah, yeah, yeah. The way to or the way to death is through life. I think yeah, it was yeah. what like how she, she was like, read Oh, it. mirror, no sé qué, and then like Oh, they turn it upside they down. They turn it upside down and that's the message that he had, which the, was the way to, to death is 
You know, it's the way that no, life, way is, that life is through And death. then he died on purpose. Yeah. So he can go to hell and get the powers. But from does everybody demons. go see those six demons or was he just special? Like, I think I have it's all because questions. he had the crown with him. Oh, so he died That's in possession why. of the crown. Exactly. So it took him to this other demon dimension. That's what where I, the six demons were like, hey, 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 he arrived. Hey, <laughs> that guy had the that crown. guy. Let's give him more powers. That, yeah, How did you like the it. unobtainium? I mean, not the unobtainium, the eternium. I mean, these the, names, the kryptonite. Bro. I mean, <laughs> these names, bro. Some of these names are terrible. Where's the unobtainium from, bro? Avatar. Avatar. Unobtainium. Yeah, unobtainium is from Avatar. Kryptonite, y'all know. Of course, eternium. There's more. There's now. more. Oh yeah, I mean, there's other ones. Hell, even like vibranium. It's just like. <laughs> That's another one. That's another That's one. Another like one. these random ass, like, uh, what, oh what can my we God. do? If oh, it you... vibrates. Vibranium. Yeah. yeah. If you were to develop an ore that was mined in a MCU or DCEU, what would you call it? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I guess it depends what I'm trying to do. But, like, just off the top of my head, like... <laughs> Like if I'm trying to make it like <sighs> powerful, it's like uh like poweranium or something like that. Like just like, like that's how easy they, they have it for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> they add eum at the end and they're like, nailed it. Yep, we got it. <laughs> got it. This is totally totally enriching. Totally escape worthy in your mind you can it honestly it it makes other authors and creators look so much better because you have uh you know jk rowling doing her research on like latin and things like that to name characters and relics and objects and spells and shit in her universe of harry potter and i mean honestly unobtainium eternium what the fuck does a Eternium do anyway? Oh, they don't explain it. They don't explain it. Because why would they? Why? You know? Why would you sit down and let me know? Like, why are they passing through different dimensions when they have Eternium running these, like, flying motorcycles? Like, yeah. Star Wars style. Yeah. yeah. Look, this movie, not very good. Um, DC tried, you know? I, I think of, like, the... Um, the Bart Simpson gif with the cake. <laughs> hey, you tried. And then, <laughs> At least like, you takes, tried. <laughs> takes the cake, puts it into the trash. Um, yeah, they tried. <laughs> they tried something. Now, obviously, with the amount of money that it made opening weekend, it's obviously going to have a future. Uh, we're going to see Shazam coming up soon as well. And they're kind of tied. They're kind of linked together. We'll see how, like sometime in the future. But those two characters will eventually collide in some way, shape, or form. Yikes. Uh, so I don't know how because those two tones of movies are completely different. I would say that I was looking more for backstory for Black Adam or Teth Adam. And they gave it to us in the third act. I hated that. Why was this movie not linear? I... <laughs> Good question. Like start and show us everything. You could have copied the exact formula of Man of Steel, which was mm-hmm. linear. Yeah. And it would have been probably a B minus or a C plus movie. 
Just from that change. Just from that. Yeah. Move all of the stuff from like BC, uh, you know, conduct, put it at the beginning, everything, show how he lost his family, show how he gained his powers. All how did that. he get how did he die? How did he get buried? Why yes. why show did it all he there? Just let this happen. Yeah. And then jump us into present time. Because then we understand why he's such a bitter asshole. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, my family was taken away from me. and These I... powers were not given by the wizards, not right. bestowed by the wizards. No. You know, they were given by my son and all this stuff, and then I lost him. But then you would lose out on uh, Sarah Shahi's, you know, <laughs> riveting performance. Stop it. No, I'm just kidding. Stop it. All right. So, yeah. Overall, Don't be mean. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's not her fault. It is the writing of the movie. I accept. No, it's Noah Centineo's fault, though, because I really. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm just kidding. It's not anyone's fault. It's really um, the people that we have not really mentioned, like the behind the scenes people and probably the higher ups at DC are definitely to blame. Well, there's an entire upheaval going on right now, like with DC, Warner Brothers, like their entire thing's a mess right now. Uh, not enough time to get into it right now. But with that, that's been our review on Black Adam. If you enjoyed it or maybe you didn't enjoy it and you feel similar to us, let us know on social media. We're on all the different social media platforms. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, at Always Critic Pod. Uh, if you haven't subscribed yet on your favorite podcast app, go ahead and do that now. Find us, Always the Critic, and rate us some review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars goes a long way for us. Uh, and if you've done that so far, go ahead and consider becoming a patron. It's a great way for you to get involved with the show so you can show your support. Check out the page at patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. So go ahead and be like our other patrons. Janet, Curtis, Robin, Bale, Cindy, and CD. Like, be them. And <laughs> be support them. Us. Be them. Don't be them, but join yeah. them. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, with that said, that has been our episode. I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this has been the Always the Critic podcast. Always the Critic.